Welcome to Enlightenment 101. I am Danielle G. I am an author, a teacher, and instructor. This show will explore, engage, and enlighten us on love, life, living, and everything in between. We will discover how to not just live, but be better and sustain a level of life that offers well-being for generations to come. Welcome to Enlightenment 101. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode three of Enlightenment 101. I am your host, Danielle G. I want to thank you so much for hanging out and tuning in with me. This episode is titled The Power of Words. The Power of Words. I am super excited about this episode. If you missed episode two, The Journey and Practice of Love, please take a listen. I do believe that you will indeed be enlightened. I think that every episode kind of builds upon the last one. So listen to episode two and be enlightened. So let's get into it. There's such a responsibility with having a podcast or any platform where you are speaking to people because words have power. Words can impact, words can add, words can impart, words can hurt, words can lift, words can encourage, and words can enlighten. The list is endless. So I don't take this part of the journey lightly at all. And I think I have somebody that will agree with me. So if you could uh, play that for me. Words and lyrics, whether they enlighten or discourage. Okay, so hip hop gets slammed a lot. Um, Marilyn Manson gets slammed, Corn gets slammed. A lot of those acts that are you know, out there putting, is, is that what we're talking about? Uh, it's not what I'm talking about. No? I'm just talking about the truth. Just general? Yeah. The truth is that you either are here to enlighten or discourage. Can y'all guess whose voice that was? I think he has a pretty distinctive voice. That's a little fun trivia for you. If you haven't guessed it already, how about I give you a little hint? Little Red Corvette. Honey, you got to slow down. Got to slow down, though. I know you know who it is now. The late, great Prince. Basically, talking about the topic we're talking about today. The power of words. I believe he said, and I quote, you either enlighten or discourage. And that, in a nutshell, is what the power of words can do. Enlighten or discourage. So hence the word light and the name of this program or the name of this podcast, Enlightenment 101. So again, welcome. Glad you're here hanging out with me and just want to get into it. The power of words. I believe that I am called to be a light. We are all called to be, which is why we are all human beings, not human doings. Human beings, what are you called to be? We are so accustomed to doing and working from a to-do list, including myself. We all like 
we, we work from, I got to get this done. I got to go here. I got to pick up this person. I got to get groceries. I got to go to work. We run our lives from a to-do list. I say we add to that list. Don't get rid of your to-do list, but write beside your to-do list, write a to-be list. To be, what do I want to be today? I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to be more joyful. Human beings. And how we get there is via the power of words. Welcome to episode three. Back to the responsibility of creating this podcast. I took my time when producing this podcast from the image the font, the style, the studio, the person, everything matters. It all matters because it conveys a certain message. You ever notice when someone sends you a message, if they used color, bold, a uh, certain font style, all caps, it all sends a message, right? When somebody sends a message to you and it's all caps, it carries a lot of power and weight. You feel as if they are screaming at you. Or you're like, wait, why is this in all caps? What are you saying to me? Every Sunday, some of us, some of us tune in to listen to a preacher or a pastor or a priest or a bishop or reverend or whatever to have you be impacted by the power of words. During the pandemic, online worship rose three to four times more participants than pre-pandemic. I read someplace where um, one church membership went from listenership from like three to four thousand a week to eight to ten thousand a week. Why? Because we were all searching for the words that would give us hope. Increase or build our faith during what some of us know as one of the worst times in our history, depending on where you were born. We were searching for the power of words to get us through those pandemics. And I use plural, that's another show, but there were racial pandemics, there was the COVID pandemic, there we were all searching and we use technology and social media in search of the power of the words that would sink into our minds and our hearts and our souls and our spirits to get us through day by day, moment by moment. We thought the pandemic was going to be over in a few months, not a few years. So the power of words and the essence of what they mean and how they can convey either or encourage us or discourage us, enlighten us in the words of Prince or discourage. We were all in search of something, something to hold on to. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those that love it will eat its fruit. That's scriptural, but again, all are welcome on this enlightenment journey. The most read book in the world. What do you think the most read book in the world is? Brian, what do you think? What do you think the most read book in the world is? I can't hear you. The people can't hear you, Brian. The Bible. The Holy Bible. That is right. The Holy Bible with over 
1.4 billion copies sold. Life and death. That means that we have the power to save lives just with our words. Think about that for a minute. We have the power in our tongue to save lives. What? I think if we let that marinate, we would not take the usage of our words so lightly. We would think about them in a more empathetic way. Yesterday, I heard the beginning of a song by Luther Vandross. If you know, if you don't know Luther, you should. But it's uh, he has passed on as well. Seems like all the really, really good musicians and singers, uh, lyricists, have all passed on. But thank God for the legacy of their music. But back to that, I heard the beginning of a song, and he said it began with, "I can only speak for." The things that I've been through. But when it comes to Allah, I'll talk the whole night through. Look at that. Y'all know I had a little bit. I can sing a little bit, a little bit. But just those words said, I can only speak for the things that I've been through. Come on. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about here. You can only speak for the things that you've been through. Sometimes the words to music and songs, they just stop us right in our tracks. They grab hold of us. They reach parts of us, our souls and our spirits or wherever we are on this journey. And they tap into, they acknowledge what we're feeling, what we're going through, what we're experiencing. That's what the power of words can do. Words can acknowledge the pain, the trauma, the victories that we've experienced. So that's what we're talking about here on Enlightenment 101, Episode 3, the power of words, right? Or we can cause great damage with our tongue. But I like to focus on the positive, but we have to acknowledge both sides of it, right? Martin Luther King Jr., one of my favorites, he stirred us by the power of his words. He was an excellent orator, but the power of his words is what moved a whole nation. Some of the most powerful words he says was, I have a what? I have a dream today. 50 plus years later, and we still remember the words, I have a dream. It was during a time when our country was going through civil rights issues and racism at its worst, did we, are we rid of racism? No, absolutely not. But he had a dream that someday his little girls would be able to play with other little girls that were of a different color, that were whites and blacks. So, in essence, his dream came true, but it began with the power of his words. Y'all with me today? Y'all hear me? How y'all doing out there? How y'all feeling? We always remember the most loving words people have said to us or some of the worst. Some of us are still carrying the weight 
of what someone said to us, how it made us feel. And I want to share a little bit of some of the words that's been said to me throughout my life and my journey and how they affected me. I want to talk about one time I was going to a wedding with one of my cousins. My cousin was getting married and I think I was about 11 or 12 years old and and I still remember it. And um, it was an opportunity to get dressed up. I've always liked dressing up. So I had a cute little sundress on and had my hair done. And I remember my cousin's husband-to-be saying to me, oh, you're pretty for a dark-skinned girl. And I thought, hmm, what does that mean exactly? Because again, I'm 11, I'm 12 years old. I didn't really understand what it meant. Was I not supposed to be pretty because I was darker skinned? I didn't, I didn't get it. And so I just remember sharing it with my mother at the time. And y'all remember in episode two or one, I told you my mom is a bit of a firecracker. (laughs) So you don't want to mess with her kids or her children. And I just remember telling her what he had said to me. And I don't know what happened. I don't know what power of words she used. I just remember (laughs) that everybody was apologizing to me. Oh, I'm so sorry he, he said that. Even he came and he apologized, told me he didn't mean anything by it. But, but those, I realized the power of those words because how everybody responded to it. And it didn't bother me because I grew up in a household where I never felt less than. I didn't really understand colorism until much, much later in life which I'm grateful for because that foundation was laid. The foundation is where I appreciated every color of of our skin color, from the cinnamon, the mocha, the dark chocolate, the nutmeg. It's all beautiful, honey-coated. Come on. (laughs) So maybe your story is different. Maybe you were told that you were cute for a brunette because, you know, there's that saying out there that blondes have more fun. Whatever your story is, we all have those incidences where the power of words or something that somebody said to us affected us or gave us some insight or enlightened us on in some way. But I was never discouraged. I never say I never thought I'm pretty for a dark skinned girl. I go, I'm pretty. That's it. Period. <laughs> so. I don't know why I remembered this, but another story when I told you guys I would be transparent um, when I felt that it would be helpful. But another story is when I was getting married, my father, who has passed on, said to me before he walked me down the aisle, he said, follow your heart. I still remember those words to this day, and that was almost three decades ago. Follow your heart. The reason it was so powerful, those three little words, follow your heart, because I realized that I still had a choice. I still had a choice. Wow, the power of words. And the courage and love it took for him to say, follow your heart meant that he was going to walk with me no matter what. Even if that walking was backwards, away from the aisle. That's love, y'all. He had already paid for everything, even my dress. You know, 
people do it different ways nowadays when people get married and that's okay, whatever works. But back then when I was getting married, the father was giving you away and the father paid for everything. He had paid for everything. And yet he said, follow your heart. I am no longer married, but those words impressed upon me to always follow my heart. And I live by those words. I follow my heart. And if it doesn't feel right to me, I, I don't go forward. I don't move forward. And if I have in the past, and if I do, I always go, oh, I should have followed my heart. Some of us say I follow my gut, my instinct, whatever you call it. It's the power of those words. So I hope that you're enlightened by those couple of stories. As I said, I, I would be transparent for the purpose of enlightening others. I believe that transparency heals. It helps us to know that we are not alone. We're not by ourselves. So many times we go through things and we think it's just me. And when someone shares with you that their story, it, it enlightens you and it lifts the weight off of you a little bit by going, wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing. I remember when I was going through a rough time, rough season in my life of loss. It just felt felt like everything, I was losing everything, everything that I hoped for, everything that I believed to be. And I just remember my mother saying to me, you're going to come out on top. You're going to come out on top. Don't worry. You're going to come out on top. Those words, with prayer, they help me. That's why it's important. And I said this in episode one and two, to surround yourself with people who only want the best for you. Because when you say who only want the best for you, that weeds out those who only want it if there's something in it for them. Because when the chips fall, if they only want what's best for you, you're going to hear the words that they say to get you through those difficult times of the journey. And she would say, you're going to come out on top. Those words on many days, saved me. Whew. They gave me life. They spoke life. You remember earlier in this episode, I said, the power of the tongue can speak life or death. They spoke life into me. I encourage someone today with these words. I don't know what you might be going through, but you're going to come out on top. You're going to come out on top. I hope you hear me. Outside of my parents, some of the people whose words have touched me, powerful words that have moved me. I've already mentioned Martin Luther King Jr. Boy, that's one person I wish I had, I wish I could have met, sat down with it. Man, just to be in his presence. But a part of his dream was not only to have a seat at the table, but a voice at the table because he recognized the power of words. Some of us have a seat at the table, but we're asked to be quiet. You know, I remember when I was a child and we would sit at the table, my brother and I, with adults. And my mother would say, you can have a seat here, but be quiet. When grown folks are talking, you be quiet. So that's what I believe has happened to us. Have a seat, but don't say nothing. Or don't say anything. I'm an educator. I got to speak properly. <laughs> Those voices have been silenced by titles and promotions and bonuses. 
But that's another episode. Having a seat at the table doesn't necessarily give you a voice. I heard Mary J. Blige once say, Mary J. Blige is one of my favorite entertainers, singers, not because she's the best singer, but man, she's got some of the best lyrics and some of the best words that kind of just reach you, pull you up, let you know you're going to make it. All I want to do, all I really want is to be happy. That's like my anthem. I <laughs> love that song. Anybody that knows me, if that song comes on, man, Danielle turn, Danielle G turns into Mary J herself. I don't know. <laughs> but I heard her say one time when she was going through her storm and she was talking about what she says to herself, how she speaks to herself. And she said she speaks to herself powerful phrases until she believes them. Like she said, I would say to myself, I am a masterpiece. I love that. She says, I am a masterpiece. And I go, wow, that is awesome. I'm a masterpiece. And I thought, I'm going to take that and make it my own. And so I started saying, I am a piece of the master. We are all pieces of the master. Created in the image and likeness of the master. I am a masterpiece. I am a piece of the master. Say that. Say that. The power of words. Say it to yourself. Say it until you believe it. Oh, and wrapping things up for this episode, the power of words. Here are some powerful words and or phrases to implement immediately into your life. Please, I'm going to say all three of them, then I'm going to break them down if that's okay. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. If we could say, if we could master saying those words in our lives, immediately you will see immediate change. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. When you develop a continuity, a consistency of saying, please, Thank you, and I'm sorry. You are going to see significant, powerful things occur in your life. Maybe little things at first, but you're going to see things change for the better. You'd be surprised. They're very simple words, but a lot of people, some people have problems saying those words. Of all those three words, what do you think is the hardest one to say? Brian, what do you think is the hardest of those three? Please Thank you. And I'm sorry, Brian is, uh, this is Brian's studio. So we, we uh, in different rooms, but he knows I'm going to call on him every now and then. <laughs> Brian, what do you think? Please, thank you, or I'm sorry. Definitely, I'm sorry. Definitely, I'm sorry. Why do people have such a hard time saying, I'm sorry? Man, it would just alleviate so much pain, so much unnecessary anger if people just learn the power of saying, I'm sorry. You know what? I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I'm so sorry. You know what? I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Or just, I'm sorry. And mean it. The power of I'm sorry can save relationships. You have some people who haven't spoken to somebody in 13, 20, 50 years because they won't say, I'm sorry. 
What's wrong with us? <laughs> I am here to enlighten you. This is Enlightenment 101. Say I'm sorry, even if you're right. That is the problem. Some of us, we want to be right as opposed to righteous. They are two completely different things. You can be right and be alone. You can be right sitting in your, I'm right, I'm right, your self-righteousness, when all you have to say is, I'm sorry. If you hurt somebody you care about, you love, you just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Practice. Remember, episode two was all about practice and consistency. Say you're sorry to yourself. Say, I'm sorry for not taking care of you in the way that you deserve. Say, I'm sorry for ignoring you when you're, this pain kept saying, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, and I waited until my knee gave out or my heart broke or whatever the case. Say, I'm sorry. Practice saying you're sorry until it becomes habit, until, as Mary J says, you are a masterpiece because we are all a piece of the master. Let's go back to please. Please, if you can do this for me, please. Can you pick that up for me, please? See how the please changes things? Please take, takes it from a demand to an ask. If you say, do that, pick that up, as opposed to, please do that for me, or can you please pick that up, or can I please have this time, can I please have a few minutes, as opposed to, I need a few minutes of your time. You see what I'm saying? The please takes the demand out of the request. Please. Please opens doors, literally and figuratively. Thank you keeps the door open. Thank you. That's one thing that I was taught at a very early age is to say thank you. I was always taught to believe nobody has to do anything for you. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody except your parents, outside of your parents, has to do anything for you. So thank you became a powerful word, phrase, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you for opening the door for me. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. So if you implement, again, these powerful words or phrases immediately into your life. Please, thank you, and I'm sorry. Pick one. If, if all three are too much, pick one, the one you know you need to work on because we all have those we need to work on. Whether it's please, whether it's thank you, or it's I'm sorry. You might need to call somebody right now and tell them that you're sorry. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I let so much time pass. You know, tomorrow's not promised. I know we hear it. It sounds cliche, but it's very true. Life is fragile. Life is short, but love is long. And so is hate. But we all know from episode one that love overcomes it all. It's the greatest of them all. So please thank you and I'm sorry. I always like to leave you with a quote, and that quote is, words can inspire and words can destroy. Choose yours 
Well, that quote is by Robin Sharma. Again, the quote is, words can inspire and words can destroy. Choose yours well by Robin Sharma. Thank y'all so much for listening to Enlightenment 101, Episode 3 with Danielle G. Woo-hoo! The power of words. Please, if you like it, please rate it on whatever platform you're listening, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify. Please give a rating. I've had so many people respond to me via email and text, tell me how much they like it. Please rate it. Please, please, please rate it. Because I want to enlighten as many people as I can. Thank you so much again for listening. Y'all have a good one and I'll see you next time. 